Hey visionaries, Chris right here with Royal Realty Group, brokered by eXp Realty. Buying and selling a home can be a stressful process, but we are here to help you throughout the way. Feel free to reach out to us on all social media platforms at Royal Realty Group TX. Now enjoy the show with Cuff and Mo. We got on that subject because you corrected yourself when you were about to say use the word try. Yes, sir. And so I said, I said, we on I said it sounds to me like we're on the same wavelength. I said because <clears throat> I had a conversation with a couple of people in, in my group. They used the word tried. I told them everything you ever tried to do in life, you failed at. And they were like, what do you mean? I said, well, you can't try to get somebody pregnant. Either you try, either you get them pregnant or, or they're not pregnant. But whatever, but, but if your intention, if your intent was to get that person pregnant on the first attempt, then you failed. If you continue to do what you're doing and that person becomes pregnant, You've completed the task, but your initial <laughs> attempt, you failed that. Now, if you attempt, you stop, that's when the word failure come, comes into play for me. attempt from the tee is to hit the ball onto the green if you hit the ball into the rough you failed your initial attempt because your intent was not to go in the rough your tip was to go on the green now you may hit the ball five more times and get the ball into the cup if you stop at that point you are a fail if you stopped at your first attempt that's when the word failure comes into play for me and so you know some people don't agree with my, my, my mindset, my thought process, but my thought process is simply this. Whatever your intent was at the onset of whatever you're doing, if, you, if, if it was to dunk a basketball on your first attempt, if it was to hit the, the ball in the green, your first attempt, if it was to make a million dollars on your first investment, if you did not do it, you failed. You tried to do it, you failed. You only become a failure in my book if that's when you stop. No, and I, and I love it, right? Because Mo and I, we've been doing this for you know four years or, or whatever it's been. And we've learned a lot. I personally have grown a lot. I, I kind of mentioned that to you at the very beginning, right? Like you kind of go into life picking up certain things. And one of the things that I've learned, especially from Mo, I'm going to give my partner a shout out, is that we don't, we don't fail. We either learn or we, or we succeed, right? And you added a new component, which I respect. I, I really, really respect it. And so, um, Mo, I'm, I'm interested in your take on this word failure, because, you know, we've had this conversation numerous times um, about that word specifically. 
Uh, man, this is a great way to start it off. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm somewhere, I'm definitely along, along the same mindset, right? Like I, I believe in, uh, what I, I tell you at the very beginning, like when we first got this show on the road, like we either win or we learn, there's no such thing as, as failure. We, we, we just, we just learn what it is that needs to get done. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't necessarily, you know, really subscribe to the quote unquote to the word failure. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we've all had, we've all had some, some, some valleys in our lives. Right. But like like Rack said, f- failure isn't quitting. Failure isn't just throwing up your hands and just being like, "I give up, I can't do this." That that's that's what what I would identify as failure. But uh, I mean, you know my philosophy, Cuff. Like the the sun rises the next day, so get back up and keep swinging it or whatever it is you're trying to get done. I completely agree. And, and you talk about learning. You know, from the first moment we I met you, I still have environment exposure, experience, expectation, execution on my phone. You know, oh, I learned. Man. I learned that from the first moment I met you, brothers. Hey, it's the it's the truth, man. And and shout out to to, to Jay Scott, one of the very first people we had on the show. But that is the absolute truth. This this you know environment exposure, experience, expectations. I think you said ex- execution as well. Is that right, yeah. Rack? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's 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 an indicator of a lot of things. And and you know what I got going on, like in my in my business life right now too. It's it's very. Um, it's very pertinent, if you will. Like it, 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 it adds up. And the cool part about it is, you know, we're talking about failure and, and ups and downs and whatnot. The cool part about it is you don't even have to have all of them lined up, you know, symmetrically right. But if you're willing to put in the work to, you know, to improve one of those ease in your life, the best part is that you, you can put some work in and it's still going to be all right. Like you'll get to where it is you're trying to go. It's really just a matter of are you willing to, to put that sweat equity in in order to really make it shake? Agreed. Yeah, it's um, yeah, man. I don't. It's funny, like you know, the before we before we got on, like you know, I said I was I was you know vibrating at, at a certain level. Like Cuff got to sit in on one of my one of my work calls a couple couple weeks ago after a recording, and he just looked at me and was like, "Dude, he's like, you are vibrating at a completely different level than I've ever seen you vibrate at, right?" And yeah, you know, I've kind of found I've really found my niche as far as the business world is concerned, and. You know, I've I've seen a lot of ups and downs, like, you know, those listen to the show, whatever, like, you know, just on a personal level, like I've been through a lot of stuff the past like three and a half, four years. Right. Like I've lost people like I've really like dealt with some stuff and and through it all, like I've really learned like the sun rises the next day. And, you know, if, if you can get up and, and you're still breathing the next day, like you, you you can make it happen. So, yeah, failures, I don't really don't really quote unquote subscribe to it. It's just more like a, it's, it's a lesson. And like, and the, and the most important thing I think we can all agree is like, what do you do in the aftermath? It's really about, you know, what happens to you. It's about what do you do after whatever, you know, said happens to you? Like what's your reaction to it? And that's it. Let's get it in. You know, the vision lab podcast with Cuff and Mo. And so we, we are super honored to have Will and Rack um, from smoking aristocrats, West coast, in the lab and we're just going to chop it up for a little bit and uh really trying to you know talk a little bit more about uh smoking aristocrats west coast and uh who they are and, and how they kind of came to be and some of the really really cool things that they got coming down the pipeline fellas welcome to the show thank you my brother. thank you yeah so i want to give it before we get started i, I would be remiss if, if we did not give a, a big shout out to uh cigar rockstar uh, who really kind of helped, you know, put this together. We were on his show a couple of weeks ago and met you two fine gentlemen. Really liked, you know, your your mindset and the way that you guys, the language that you used, right? Um, 
in, in that conversation that we had uh, during the, the his podcast. And so we just felt it incumbent to uh, to get you guys on the show. I think it makes a lot of sense. We got a lot of love for our West Coast uh, tribe out there. And so uh, thank you, gentlemen, for being on the show. Uh, appreciate it. So, uh, you know, Will, talk to us. Who is Smoking Aristocrats West Coast and how did it get started? So we got started, you know, I would go to Dallas and, and I smoked with the president of Smoking Aristocrats. So eventually, you know, he asked me, he said, man, once you start out on the West Coast, man, let's grow this thing. So I was kind of hesitant for a little while. And then finally, you know, I said, you know, man, I, I do enjoy the vibe when I'm down there with those cats. So, man, I'm going to do it out here. So, man, I contacted Rack. I say, man, let's get this thing popping, man. And so uh, we put it together. So we've been we've been in a been in full motion since March. So we've been growing right now. We had like 22 members. Uh, do a little bit of events here and there you know we uh our our main thing is is is, is being grown responsible and and doing what you enjoy you know we do this for the culture culture of cigars you know so we support people that's doing events cigar events anything around cigars and whiskey you know we'll we'll try to support we we'll go as a group hang out you know so we want to Further on down the pipeline, there are some other things that I have in my mind that I want to present to the group, you know, as far as like maybe doing some toy drives, or, you know, around Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, putting that kind of stuff together and, um, you know, just grow it from that point. And, and I love that, brother. And I love the fact that, you know, first of all, you came to the to the home city, right? Uh, the Triple D. And so I don't know how frequent you come down here, but, you know, you always are more than welcome to uh, to come down and kick it with us. Um, but those brothers over and sisters too at uh, Smoking Aristocrats in Dallas, you know, got to give big ups to them. Um, respect that group. They move about things the right way. You never really hear anything negative. So um, I'm pretty, I, I'm grateful that, you know, you guys have taken that that on out, out in the West Coast as well. And so Rat, you know, since you guys have been doing this, what's what's been the vibe, what's been the feeling out in Cali? To be very honest with you, um, the goal is to bring transfer that vibe that Will received and felt when he went down and smoked with those guys in Cali. I had a very, very um, short experience when we met when I met those same guys up at the Big Smoke, no, excuse me, Cigar Week in Las Vegas two years ago when I met them. So I, I, I got that vibe from those guys. Will got a, a stronger sense of it when he actually went to Dallas. Here in California, the the hurdle is California is a place where they do not want you to smoke. Hmm. So having a cigar lounge per se, is not taboo, but you don't see one on every block like you see a liquor store or like you see cigar lounges in Atlanta or Dallas, Houston. Yeah, that's one of, that's one of our challenges. You know, in Dallas, they uh, each week they do Whiskey Wednesday, so they move around to different cigar lounges. Our demographic with cigar lounges is a little different up here. Right. And you know, like Rack lives about 45 minutes away from me. So we have people all in, in the Bay Area. I'm in Sacramento. So we have people all in the Bay Area. You know, we have people in Central California that's part of our group. So we don't get to do the every week thing like they do in Dallas, but we're trying to implement it right now. So we'll have our first uh, Thirsty Thursdays here, uh, this upcoming Thursday. We were going to do it last week, but we had a crazy heat wave come through. So it's smoking out on the patio at a nice little uh, restaurant. 
So now hold on, hold on, hold on, real quick. Because you know you're talking to two Texas boys. You say you had a crazy heat wave, and I saw it, and I've heard about it in the news. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to know what what y'all's crazy heat wave? Ninety one. Ninety two. Constitution's hot. One sixteen. Like this, it was hotter here on uh, at one day on one day. I think it was the third the, the Saturday. Then it wasn't. Then it was in Arizona. Okay. So we had one sixteen, which is unheard of. One forty. Yeah, I was outside at about one o'clock in the morning. And it was ninety-two degrees. So in California, you know, you don't we don't just worry about the heat. You know, that's that's earthquake weather. So I was waiting on me personally. I didn't want to put it out there in the air, but I was waiting on the earthquake. When you have that kind of uh, heat over that many consecutive days, usually we get a nice little earthquake. That's crazy. That's crazy. I mean, we 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 see nine. Mo, you can attest. I mean, anybody that's from. Dallas or Texas, you know, especially North Texas, can attest. Ninety-two at nighttime in the summer is is pretty regular. Yeah, we, yeah, call, got, we call that we call that breezy. That's a that's yeah, a cold but, front. Y'all about to think about so this. You guys, you guys have a uh, you guys have humidity with you guys. You know, I was there. Not no, not in North Texas. Not in North Texas. Houston, South Texas. Yes, I was in I was in Dallas in August uh, two years ago, and man, that was that was some miserable heat right there. Well, miserable. We have a lot of lakes here, right? So we we we've got we've got some humidity, but cuffs right. Like when you you know you go to Houston or like South Texas, it's like being in a different country. So anytime it's ninety two degrees, ninety three degrees in San Francisco, that's when you know it's hot. San Francisco yeah. does not get that hot because it's a peninsula, it's surrounded by three sides of water. Yeah, you know, and, and, and San Francisco is not that big. You got more water than land, and so my mom, I, I was I had to go down to take a, a fan to my mother because you know. In San Francisco, people don't realize or think about this, no houses have air conditioning because oh. very, very, very few houses, well, most of the houses in San Francisco are old, maybe the newer ones, but most of the older houses, there's no reason to have air conditioning because it never gets warm enough for you to use it. So, so you know. I'm, yeah, so like I'm 90, I'm 90 miles away from uh, San Francisco, so it can be 104 here in Sacramento and go to San Francisco and it's like 68. Right. Wow. So when you start when you start looking at that change, just in that little bit of mileage, you know, then you're like, wow. So when San Francisco gets to a damn near 100, you know it's hot. Yeah. Damn. Never, never knew. You know, you got to come out here and kick it with us, Cuff. Uh, I'm coming. Believe it. I've been to, I've been to San Francisco. Uh, my mom and my wife did a. Uh, um, a marathon for what is it? Leukemia Lymphoma Society. It was the, the Nike uh, I think it was a Nike women's race, but it just may have been a Nike race, but they, they did that. So we've been to San Fran, obviously been to LA. Uh, I haven't been to Sacktown. And so, you know, I definitely want to get up there. Uh, I hear, I hear it's, you know, pretty dope up there. Um, so, you know, for sure. It ain't, it ain't nothing like Dallas. It ain't nothing like Dallas. It ain't nothing I'm like. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I'm a, uh, I Even envy you. Before nine o'clock, girls, you ain't going to find nothing. What's yeah. that? You brothers, people go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> I envy you, brothers, because uh, this is a little personal disclosure here. Um, I played ball. I went to college in, in New Orleans. I went to Tulane University, and uh, the the girlfriend that I was dating was actually from Dallas. So my first time going to Dallas was going home with her for Christmas, and um, then you know a couple times in the summer. All my exes live in Texas now. Hey. <laughs> <I'm talking laughs> Bro, I I love 
I really, really enjoy enjoy Dallas and Houston and Atlanta. I really enjoyed those places where we came together and we did the things that I like to do with no issues, no drama, because to me out here, I hate to say it, we're so suppressed and so segregated that in other places, this group right here, we'll go find our niche and we had our niche and we just chilling because, because our niche is, has been there for you know however long it's been there. And then that other group, they also have a place to go. The difference in California is that every they try to pigeonhole everybody into one spot. And so everybody is in there. And then the people who just want to chill get affected by the people who, who want to come and turn up per se. And it, it becomes a, a sometimes a conflict in the middle. And so, you know, when I was in you know Dallas and Houston and, and New Orleans, you know, I just got so accustomed to just seeing us doing our thing with no issues, you know, and I got back here. I, I'm a San Francisco boy, born and raised in the city from Filmo. I, if you go to San Francisco, say Rack, everybody know who you're talking about. And I moved, I moved away from there because it was just, I just, I moved to Sacramento because it was just not what I was looking for at that stage in my life. Hey everyone, Edwina Brown here, owner operator of Blowing Smoke Cigar Lounge. We're located at 1604 North Interstate 35E in Lancaster, Texas. We would love for you to come see us. We stand on the three C's, which are cigars, our community, and our culture. Cigars, we have over 300 SKUs in our humidor and it's still growing. Come check it out, a massive humidor. We also love our culture here, which we're about customer service, as well as community, which is why we're excited to partner with the Vision Lab podcast. So come check us out. Well, I want to spin it back over to uh, Smoking Aristocrats West Coast. Yes, sir. Um, one of the things we kind of talked about offline that I want to give you brothers the opportunity to um, disclose is your how to become a member for anyone that's watching, right? And they, they want to get down with smoke, Smoking Aristocrats West Coast. How does that happen? Well, one, if they, you know, if people see us, you know, we want it, we want it to the point where they see how we move, what we do, and just come up and ask us, hey, how can we be a part? Some other guys, like, you know, I've met people, Rack has met people, and we invite them, hey, come, you know, we'll be smoking over here. I'm not telling them all about what it's about, but then when they see the crew, they see the people that come together, how they get down, how they act, how they spend their money at the cigar lounges, you know, how it's like a family affair. We let them make that decision. We let them come and say, hey, I want to be a part of this. What do I need to do? And then we give them the spill, what we expect and our expectations and the stuff like that. Now, are, are there uh, membership groups? I mean, excuse me, membership fees? Nope, there's no fees. I mean, if you want a shirt, you know, you pay for your shirt, we'll get it done. Hats, sweatshirts, whatever, you know, we'll we'll get it done, but you're going to pay for it, you know. So that's about the only fee, you know. Um, we do have our challenge coins. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see it. Here. Hold on. It's, it's, there it is, yeah. Okay. So we have challenge coins. And it's pretty cool because if you, if you come around a group, like if, if I go if I go to a lounge and I see one of the members in there, and I'd be like, "Hey, you got your coin," and they they'd be like, "Oh man, it's happened to Rack before." Yeah, <laughs> buy a cigar or a drink or something, you know. So, yeah, you know, it's just it's cool. It's a cool little vibe, you know. We make it nice, you know. We get, we got some things in store for our, our first Thursday Thursday. You know, we're gonna gonna do some things. You know, we're gonna raffle off some stuff. So it's gonna make it fun for the whole crew. 
and those who not in our crew that happen to show up, they'll get to see that also in motion. I mean, we were in, we, we went to a lounge in Danville, California, nice little cigar uh, uh, lounge and bar. And uh, myself and Will at that time were the only two aristocrats there. And by the time we, this is, this is the honest to God truth, brother. There were maybe, and, and if you, I don't know if you know anything about Danville, it's weird, it's not a, it's, it's a, a few specks of pepper and a bowl of salt. It's not yeah. a lot of people in Danville. <laughs> so when we show up, I had gone there maybe, you know, a couple of times by myself and with my, with my lady friend. But when we said we're going to meet a group of our guys there, people that we knew who were, like I said, were not aristocrats, just the guys who invited us to come smoke with them. By the time we finished, there was, it started out with maybe four of us. By the time we finished, there was probably nine or 10 people at our table smoking with us. Then a group of other, you know, other races came over, wanted to know who we are. Hey man, we like you. What you got going on? You know, we like what y'all got going on. By the time we left that place, we had a, what about five bottles of wine, about three bottles of champagne that people had sent over to our table. Hey man, I like what y'all do. I've never a brother came up to us and said, "Man, I've never seen this before. I just want to know who you guys are, what you guys are about, how I could be a part of it." And that that's was- what we want. And that's what we want. That's what we want. Just by the way we move, by the way we do our thing, by the way we conduct ourselves in public. And I like, like I told Will from day one, the people that we bring in, they're not only representing the West Coast, they're, uh, they're a representation of the smoking aristocrats in Dallas as well. So you can't have, you know, because the smoking aristocrats in Dallas, they move a lot more than, you know, we do at this, at this present time. So if we go to, say, Las Vegas or somewhere around here, we got on our shirts and we get into a bar fight well, when the smoking aristocrats come from any place else. Hey, man, you, nah, man, they, they was out here fighting the other day. So I, I'm I'm the boisterous one. I'm the one to be like, hey, man, no, no, we're not, we not doing that. Cut that out. Or, you know, because we are representing more than just one ourselves, you know, and, and, and here on the West Coast, we represent who we are as men who we would like to attract and, you know, our brothers and sisters on the West Coast, excuse me, in Dallas. You know, like we, we, we step into a, like Napa cigars. So Napa's pretty big online. They have a nice little cigar lounge out there too. When we come there, man, the owner's like, Will, I love when you guys come, man. We spend money, you know, they, they love it for us, man. I mean, Hey, I think last time we went there, man, I think we, we damn near bought out all the Drew Estate stuff, man. Just us. I, yeah, I spent, I wish somebody would have caught me early. <laughs> I, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a few of them that had like big shopping bags full of stuff. That's what's up. Got to support, um, you know, our local lounge owners. Right. For sure. And what was the brother name? Will? It was, it was a brother, actually. His name wasn't... Uh, <laughs> Ernie, Ernie Watts, Ernie Watts. right. He was a brother who was the Drew Estate representative, so I felt it, I felt it also important to show him some love and be like, "Hey, man, they, they Drew Estate sent the brother out here. We are a you know we a colorful group, but we need to show him some love as well." So you know, I, I love the fact, and this kind of goes into my next question, right? Twenty-two members and growing. Um, you guys are vibing out, going to different lounges, but it's different in, in California than it is in, in Dallas, right? 
Talk to me a little bit about what a lounge takeover is. So, you know, normally you'll have a lounge that we'll go to or something. Let's just say on a normal day, they have like six people in there smoking. Uh, we step off in there with 15, 20 people, all matching shirts on and everything. You know, we turn the heads and we in there spending money, you know. So that lounge is like, damn, we weren't expecting to make this much money today. You know, we weren't expecting to be packed out on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night or something like that, you know, with this many people. And we show up, you know, and it's like, you know, we get along with everybody. Like, you know, we, we, we're grown folks, you know, and we try to we try to we try to make our presence be known. And you know what I love about what y'all doing? You're not doing it to promote smoking aristocrats West Coast. You're doing it to support the local business owners. You're yeah, spending, the you're spending, yeah, and the culture and move the culture forward. Like, you know, we talk to a lot of people and we've been very blessed. A lot of people um, have the same rhetoric, right? But the the follow through and the ability to to support, I want to give a shout out to y'all for that. Let me show you what the back of the point says. I don't know if y'all can read it. We, we do, do it for the culture. We uh, we did a, we did. We don't like to say takeover. We uh, we did a takeover and uh, with backdrop. We went to we went to Las Vegas Cigar Week and we met some people out there. And one of the guys that we met was a guy by the name of Chris from Casa de Sanio Cigars and LG Cigars in San Jose. We got to uh, become friends with him and uh, contacted him. And, you know, he was like invited. We'll organize it. And we went down to his lounge and uh, they laid it out for us, man. They gave us cigars. They uh, they uh, did a, a cigar and uh, rum. rum tasting pairing, yeah. but more importantly, they educated us on the leaf, how to how to how to how to uh, locate um, the different flavors in the cigar combined with the with the rum, how to properly taste a cigar. It was more than just going there to smoke. You know, our friendship and uh, allowed us to learn a lot, and then they invited us to go with them in, fe in February to Dominican Republic. And uh, to what is, is was that? Was that that's not Drew Estate event, is it? Oh, that's the uh, that's a um, Dominican Republican um, cigar week. I forgot the name right. of it. So the, you know that's 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 the goal. That's my goal is to is to be there in February. And then we uh oh go ahead, Will. Just to piggyback on that on that trip. So that's one of the things that me shout out to Key Solomon. That's the founder of the Smoking Aristocrats in Dallas. So. One of our goals is for both groups right now to come together and plan a trip to where we can go do that whole cigar week with the people from West Coast, also the people from Texas, and you know it'll be one big party. You know, so that's that's part of uh, what we really, you know, when we talked about it, what we really want to do is we want to hopefully get to some events together, whether we go to Dallas for some events out there, or they come out this way, or we meet in Vegas for an event. Uh, you know, wherever, Arizona. So we get together and it's going to be one big group. That's why we all have the same shirts with the same logos and everything on there. So when we come together, it's just one big family. We uh, we were in, uh, we went to the Newport Beach uh, Cigar and Spirits uh, Festival. My first time, we had gone there before. You know, they, everybody, they, they had told me for three years, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. I finally broke down and went. I will never miss it again. But what I liked about it, man, we got there, we, our group showed up. At the end of the night, 
right? Where we set our table up to, to smoke our cigars and, and drink our drinks, the majority of the vendors who were there came over to hang out with us. The person who put the, the, the event on came out to hang out with us. The uh, actor by the name of Eric Martinez came to hang with us. Peter James, who is, if you know anything about uh, uh, cigar lounges, uh, furniture and, and, and accessories, Peter James is like the Bentley of that, 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 that particular niche. He came and to hung out with us and ended up giving us uh, gifts. Just by the way, we, were, we didn't ask them, we didn't solicit them, just by the way we were just handling ourselves and, 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 and having a great time. We met so many people and Eric Martinez, now he's an actor. Uh, he literally reaches out to us, hey man, what y'all doing brother, how y'all doing? Well, how my brothers in California doing? And yeah. I, it makes me feel good because, you know, like I said, he didn't, he didn't have to do that. You know, he, like I said, he, this brother's in movies. He don't have to be that person, but I think we, because we were genuine with him and offering him cigars and smoking and passing cigars and I'm making old fashions and passing them around old fashions. Everybody wanted to know who the smoking aristocrats were and everybody wanted to find out how they could become one that particular night. Let me, let me tell you how lit this was, man. So the event is from five to nine. I was telling people, hey, we'll be at the fire pit afterwards. Just come on over and kick it. Dude, we had the fire pit lit all night, man. We left there about two o'clock in the morning. We had about wow. 70 or 80 people over there, man, uh, just partying with us, man. I mean, yeah. like I said, most of the vendors came over. Ryan Rayford, I know you guys probably know who he is. He was there with us. Yeah, we uh, get down with Rayford real tough. Yeah, so Ryan was there because he was the, the Drew Estate rep that came. Uh, yeah, you know, so he came over, hung out with us until he had to go um, catch his flight and stuff, get some sleep before he catch his flight. But yeah, man, we had it lit, man. And, uh, you know, so many people, you know, kept in contact with us from, from that day on. Right. But uh, yeah, we kept that party going until like two in the morning, man. Later than that, because re remember, some people had to leave at six and they, they literally went in, took a shower and left. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. We had Lincoln Salazar that was over there. Uh, he's the editor, chief editor of uh, Cigar and Spirits, the magazine. So he came over, hung out with us. We had... Uh, uh, Michael, I can't say his last name, he's Italian. He's actually from Italy that has his own. Um, I don't know if you guys heard of Toscano Cigars. No, I have. Yeah, I have. They, they came over, hung out with us. Uh, we had some more people, some more vendors. I can't even remember all the names. But the yeah, event is really nice, man. It's a one-day event. Uh, I've been going. We, we've been three or four times, me and my wife. But, um, man, we've met 50 Cent there, Oscar De La Hoya. Uh, Mario Lopez. Uh, Actually, that's Oscar De La Hoya is the is the owner of the magazine. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Lincoln. He's the, the I guess the CEO and, and editor, chief editor. But I found that Oscar De La Hoya is actually his magazine. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, before before we close things out, you mentioned Thirsty Thursdays earlier, fellas. Like I want to hear more about that. So it's just going to be a, a a spot that we're going to get together in, in Sacramento. And since we have people from uh, Bay Area, which is like 90 something miles away during the week, it'd be hard for them to get there. So we're going to do we're going to do probably one or two weeks on on uh, two Thursdays of a month at this restaurant. And then we'll be doing uh, some events like not events, but get togethers probably in the Bay Area on the weekends or midway like in Rack's area. So there's some midpoint spots so everyone can just meet up and smoke. We don't expect everyone to make everything. We just expect you to just make an effort to make some stuff, you know. 
just be present when you can. You know, like I said, there's no fees. There's no, there's no, you know, do this or do that. You know, it's just, I just want people to be a part of somebody where they can go and just call up, whether we having something in Rack's backyard, barbecuing in my backyard, you know, we'll host, um, just different stuff like that. So it's just a it's for, just to get together and just hang out, you know. And, and, for the owner, and for the owner, for this to happen at this particular spot, um, he literally, his name is Ming. It's, it's at a, a sushi bar, sushi and sports bar called Oshima's. And the owner's name is Ming. And Ming is, you know, he's very, very cool, but he's very, very protective of his property and his, and his brand. So he, he after, after, you know, during okay. COVID then, you know, he had, to, he had to shut everything down in regards to the smoking because we would smoke there before individually, but not as, a, not as a group. We were not even aristocrats at that time. And so when we brought this to him uh, as a, you know, a, a place where we can meet, he was all for it. And then, you know, Will created the flyer, put our put his restaurant up on the flyer along with our, our our brand and everything, and he was all for it. But for him to allow this, this is actually huge because an establishment is actually connecting its 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 brand to the smoking aristocrats. Which in California, as far as smoking, you can't even smoke. You, you have to be ninety feet away from a building to smoke. We're going to be smoking on the patio at an established restaurant. So this yeah, is they had, this, they had this to close the patio, you know, could they. They can they can keep the restaurant open during the during COVID, but they they used the patio because everyone had to eat outside. So they stopped the smoking and everything. So they got TVs, fire pits out there. So that's where we go. That's actually where I met Rec like five years ago, man. We were just out there, yeah. A group of guys, we always just meet up there and just smoke. So I met Rack there. I met met a lot of ton of people there, man, that we didn't even know. You know, so there are a few hard truths to whiskey that most brands don't like to admit. First, there's a lot of it. And second, despite its lore and romance, whiskey is often complex and intimidating. Is that high or low proof? Toasted or charred? Aged or finished? Straight or blended? Imported or American? Endless options, endless questions, endless confusion. But there is a whiskey out there that makes selecting it simple. An exceptional spirit made with local ingredients and committed to its communities. That's us. That's Sagamore Spirit. Sagamore Spirit has been and always will be more than just whiskey. Our work, your work, is greater than the sum of its parts. Keep the momentum moving. And one more thing, it's whiskey. Have fun with it. Well, that's what's up, fellas. Um, we would be remiss if before we landed the plane, I think um, we need to let the people know how they can get a hold of Smoking Aristocrats West Coast. Like, drop your social media handles Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that good stuff. Facebook is Smoking underscore Aristocrats. And it's the same thing on Instagram. So we post pictures. Both groups are the same one. So they, you know, everyone from West Coast and Dallas posts in the same group. So, you know, we post stuff what we're doing, where we're at, you know, who's part of it. So go on, go on, uh, go on to Facebook, answer the few questions on there and we'll let you in and you can see how things are. You see where we'll be next. Just come hang out, see what you like. And like I say, ask that question. How do I become a part? That's it. That's it. So visionaries, whether you are in Dallas, New York, or, or in the West, on the West coast, you know, make sure you hit these brothers up figure out if you guys want to be a part of them. 
uh, smoking the Rooster Cats West Coast. These are some good, good dudes, man. Uh, Rack, I know you have a um, an event that, that you wanted to talk about, so I want to give you the floor to uh, to quickly uh, kind of talk about what your event is. Thank you. And it'll be, I'll do it real quickly. Uh, here, here in the United States, we have this huge problem with, with, with the way in which we treat our seniors. It's senior and health and wellness, mental illness, health and wellness. We in the black community, it's taboo to talk about. You know, in other communities, the elderly and the seniors are revered and they are taken care of. They are, they're not put in homes. They're not, you know, they're not put in places to grow old and die. And they're not subjected to loneliness. So what we're doing is we're doing an event on October 29th at Antioch County Fairgrounds to help senior citizens combat loneliness. We're gonna bring the entire family out and we're, this event is gonna be catered towards uh, senior citizens and the cure loneliness. We're going to uh, partner with the company that makes a device called LEQ, E-L-L-I hyphen Q. It's basically a, a companion for seniors. Whereas Alexa, you talk to Alexa for it to do something, LEQ is a companion. It will um, basically say, hey, Rack, you have, don't forget you have a doctor's appointment. Hey, Rack, don't forget to take your medication. It helps seniors in, in that way and it, can, and it helps to combat loneliness. So what we're trying to do is we have we, 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 we have three major acts and five local bands we're gonna perform. We're gonna have a car show and a trunk or, trunk or treat where kids can go around and trick or treat from the trunks of classic cars. We're going to have a kid zone where the kids can go in and we're gonna have a haunted house, a, a corn maze. Basically, it's something to bring the family out. My personal view, when, when, our, when our community was at its strongest, Papa and Grandma was the head of our, was the head of the, uh, the, the families. That's now, right. Papa and Grandma are 37 years old. That's it. So yeah. I want to bring, I want those, those patriarchs and matriarchs to come back out. And I want to, and I want to honor them. And, and I want to, and I want to show other communities that we too can, you know, honor our, our senior citizens and our elderly in our communities. So this event is a Kickstarter. This is going to be an annual event, and this is going to be um, um, the Kickstarter of multiple events that we're going to do to assist our communities. And with the goal of eventually opening up a cigar lounge. So, you know, you can go online. I, I, I think I sent you the, the flyers and the link. Um, go online if you can't make it out to the West Coast on October 29th. There is a place for donations. You can donate, you can send candy, you can do whatever you want to help us and uh, know that it's going towards a very, very good and worthy cause. Hey, Rick, talk yeah. about the artists that you're going to have there. We're going to, uh, so we headliner with Sunshine Anderson. We're going to have Sunshine Anderson, Dana Dane, and Candyman. Um, then we're going to have some local groups called uh, A Touch of Class, uh, Chandra, Chandra G, uh, Rob Best, several local groups and so what we wanted to do we're going to have a, a a motown review band so what we're trying to do is we're trying to have we're going to have we're trying to have the generations melt together and be able to hang out in one particular place one area and everybody have a good time we don't want to segregate anybody we're targeting we're we're the goal is to assist senior citizens, but we are targeting the family. We want the family structure to come back out. I want, I want the black father to go get his kids if they're not together, bring them out with 
the baby mama and her new boyfriend. I don't care. I want everybody out. I want the families out. I want to bring the family out and enjoy an, a festive outing with a purpose. I love it, bro. I love it, man. And shout out to you. It's funny that you mentioned that because I think, man, it had to be like two days ago. I was actually thinking about my uh, deceased grandparents and and how just culturally we don't show the love and appreciation, give them their flowers uh, as much as we should, right? And so kudos to you, man. I, I tip my hat off to you, sir, for that specific endeavor. And, and, you know, I think that's amazing for sure. Mo? Uh, this has uh, been great. Rack, Will, uh, it was great meeting you guys a few weeks ago. Uh, we will definitely be having a follow-up and and there will be a, a, a more in-depth examination of some of the stuff we topped off, we, we touched on today, I should say. And uh, we appreciate y'all making the time to hop on with us, man, for sure. I just want to give, in closing, I just want to give a shout out to Rockstar. He's actually an aristocrat also in Dallas, but through Rockstar Zoom calls, that's how I got hooked up with the aristocrats. So I said, hey, I'm in Dallas. They said, come smoke with us. And that's how this all thing got started, man. Shout out to Rockstar. Yes, indeed. For the love of the leaf, man. That's what's up. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He's Ryan Cuffey. Thank you again to our guests, Eric Racklin and William Forbes of us, uh, the uh, aristocrats. And uh, we'll see y'all next week on another great episode of the Vision Lab podcast. Blessings. Blessings.